a couple of weeks ago, there was a video that went viral all over the place. It was about this Chabad Shliach who was at the University of Pennsylvania wrapping tefillin on a fellow student. And as he's doing that, there's this huge protest of Palestinians for the Palestinian cause um, going by him. And there was a lot of interaction there. Um, this video went viral, I think probably because of its message of here was these words of hate and anti-Semitism and against Jews. And here, right next to it was this beacon of light, this shliach on Chabad campus, putting on tefillin, wrapping up tefillin and giving Shabbat candles to Jewish students showing their Jewish pride. Take a look at the video here so that you can see what I'm talking about. So when I saw this video, this viral video, I thought, wow, I really want to speak to the people behind the video. How did this video come about? Who filmed it? Where was it taking place? What was happening? And what is the climate for Jewish students at this university? So I decided to invite Rabbi Levi and Achama Haskalevich, who are campus luchim. They are servicing the, the students at University of Pennsylvania at Penn. And I wanted to hear what was the climate like for the students in the university and what was their message for people out there. I hope you enjoy this interview as much as I enjoyed and was inspired by doing it. Welcome, everybody. This is Ordinary People with Extraordinary Stories. I'm Chana Weisberg, host of this podcast. I'm joined today by Rabbi Levi and Nechama Haskalevich from University of Pennsylvania. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having us. Thank you. So I, I thought it would be interesting to hear what is going on. I mean, there, there was this viral video of you in, at, at the university. Tell us first, before we get into this viral video, which so many people have seen, tell us a little about what you're doing there. You are shluchim, which is Chabad emissaries at the university. So you work with the campus students. Tell us a little about how long you've been there and what exactly you do there. So we... Um... We arrived here in the year 2000. Um, Chabad has been at Penn since 1980. It was founded by Rabbi Menachem and Chava Schmidt, who are the executive directors. Uh, Rabbi Freim and Flora Levin joined the team in 1990, and we arrived in 2000. So our work here is primarily all the standard Chabad on campus programs. We have Shabbos meals, we have classes, we have all the holiday awareness events, um, student programming, all kinds of things on the ground with the students. 
Um, what's been going on recently is a little interesting because Penn has always had a very robust Jewish community. Um, lots of Jewish students. It's been a place where Jews have felt very comfortable for a very long time. In recent times, things have been shifted a little bit. And I think that's what we're kind of dealing with on the ground at the moment. So what, what, what's the difference now? Like since, since, the war, since October 7th, what has changed at Penn University? How have you seen things at Penn completely? What, what's the climate like? Tell us a little about some things that were going on. So it actually began a little bit before October mm-hmm. 7th, right around Yom Kippur. There was a conference held here at Penn, um, which many of the primary presenters have a history of very strong anti-Semitic sentiments that they publicize. The Jewish community got a little concerned at that point. Sure. Uh, since October 7th, uh, things have just become more so. Um, There have been a lot of rallies, pro-Palestinian rallies, where a lot of uh, the talk is very anti-Jewish. And Jewish students, many Jewish students don't feel comfortable at the moment. Are students afraid? Some of them, yes. Some kind of feel that they live in a bubble with their Jewish friends um, and they don't really interact with that. I think it depends which department of the university you're taking classes with. I think it depends who your friends are but a lot of students don't feel comfortable. There have been some anti-Semitic specifically incidents Uh, at Penn, for example, yesterday, there was an email that came from the president of the university um, saying that there had been a number of Jewish faculty who'd received very severe anti-Jewish and Jewish threat emails. Uh, They took the threats very seriously, involved the FBI, the campus police, Um, Hopefully it was just empty threats and they'll arrest the person and it'll be fine. But yes, the Jewish students on campus are not feeling super safe at the moment. And and what has the reaction of the university been to to all this? There have been a number of um, statements from the university. They definitely are trying hard. Um, Mm -hmm. There's a lot of criticism that they're delayed. I'm not about to give you an overview of all the statements right. in multiple statements. There people complain that the statements were too late and some of them are empty. I think for the students, which is what we're most concerned about, um, besides for the horrible atrocities of Shmiat Seris, Simplus Tyra, they didn't, they didn't imagine that people would have the goal to get up and shout the things that they were shouting immediately, immediately after these horrific attacks and glorifying them. There are students glorifying these events. You mean threatening things against the Jewish students right after this, oh. right after October 7th? Yeah, and saying how glorious it was and hold it in wow. your heart, take it to the streets and, uh, you know, like I'm so proud and things like that, including faculty members that are, that are uh, egging this on and also saying things that are terrible and anti-Semitic. Incredible. Uh, and, Students at Penn, besides being hurt, were doubly hurt because they felt that this is their home. This was their, they felt safe here and they didn't imagine people ripping down posters all around campus for, you know, child hostages and so on and so forth. Wow. Wow. Students are not feeling good. Of course. They're feeling unsafe. Um, Not as much for their physical safety, but that is some for some that too. Mm -hmm. Um, Right. But yes, the morale must 
yesterday's threat was was a physical safety threat. And, uh, and yesterday was there was a threat. Yeah, and included the Hillel building and included um, a dorm with a, with with a, the Lauder dorm, which is a Jewish donor's name, but don't know why that specifically was singled out. But you know, they came in and searching the buildings and so on and so forth. So I mean, events were canceled last night in the Jewish in the specific Jewish buildings because Be of the threat. Because of the threat. So this is a real these are real threats and this is a real a real scare. Wow. And that that leads me to that viral video that went so all over that really went viral with you standing at a tefillin stand, Rabbi, and putting on tefillin and giving out Shabbos candles. And right past you was this whole group of protesters. Do you want to tell us a little about that video? What happened there? Well, um, we often and frequently spend time on campus uh, with a table doing whatever it might be that time of the year, whether it's fill-in or Shabbos candles or mezuzahs. That specific spot, we just spent the whole week there um, shaking the lula with over 550 students. Wow. Having a sukkah right there. Um, so we were we were there before sukkahs as well, especially during, um, you know, leading up to sukkahs, Yom Kippur. And we came out right after Simchas Torah before we had a chance to put all of our sukkahs away because of obviously the attacks to give people an opportunity to do something positive, to channel their energy, their hurt, to, to pray, to daven for the hostages, for those who are ill. Um, we gave away hundreds of kits of Shabbos candles. We had chapters of Tehillim of Psalms where people would stop and say a prayer. And we were collecting money that we sent over to Israel to yeah. help, um, including doing, you know, prayer events in the Chabad house. But we wanted to be out there. And being out there really gave, gives students the opportunity to stand strong, to be proud, and to not feel that, you know, when there are people shouting and screaming, those kind of things, they need to run the other way. Right. I'll be intimidated. Um, so we, yeah, so we didn't quite go to this protest. We were standing a block and a half, two blocks away from where the protest was with our table in our usual spot. Mm -hmm. It just happened to be that they were passing by. Um, it happened to be they were marching all around campus. Wow. And what happened when they passed? They came by several times. Um, they, they came by several times to your stand. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it just happened to be that there was a student there who was about to start putting on fill-in and the protest was coming by and the Hummer was standing next to me and she took out her phone to film, um, probably just in case anything happened. Yeah, honestly, I was concerned and I wanted to have footage for safety. Mm -hmm. that, was, mm -hmm. that was a big part of it. Um, hmm. We didn't, you know, we took the video clip, we just did our thing um, and we uploaded it. We thought it was an interesting video, but we didn't quite think this was something that was going to inspire so many people. Hmm. And it was it, fascinating to us because we woke up in the morning and the clip went viral and then we opened the Tanya of the day and it was very interesting. It was about the meaning, the deeper meaning of what happens when you're trying to pray and you're being disturbed by a Gentile hmm. and what that is supposed to elicit within you a greater focus and a greater concentration. And we thought that was kind of very interesting. 
it, it, it kind of became the symbol of like this light against the darkness, this evil going around all around you and this negativity and the hate. And here was this kind of symbol of faith and courage and light and mitzvot. Um, we, we received so many messages literally from all around the world, from people we know, from people we don't know. And the response, the message that they've always sent is about how proud they feel to be a Jew watching this. Hmm. Because at the end of the day, the Jewish people don't cower to hate and to negativity right. around them. And this, this image, I think, really depicted that. They just continued doing their thing, filling on, reciting the Shema. They just, as though they didn't exist. Wow. Is that why you think it became such a symbol of hope and faith and courage? I think so. I think so. Right. Wow. Um, at, at that protest, did anything happen? Did any people stop? Did any students stop? Was there Jewish students at the protest itself? Want to tell us a little about that? There were Jewish students at the protest. Um, we didn't engage with them while they were, um, you know, in the midst of it. But we did. Some of our students came around and engaged some of them and one of the boys in the protest. But I'm filling with him. Mm -hmm. uh, one of the girls came by and I had a long conversation with her. How do you understand that? Like, what does that mean to you? It's, uh, it's extremely painful. Um, I think um, some people are very misguided, well-meaning, but misguided. Really uneducated, I think. And I feel that they're being used as a tool mm -hmm. for others' agendas. Like, for example, I asked the girl, what do you think when you say the words, when you shout, you know, from the river to the sea? Mm -hmm. Just it was unimaginable that somebody would shout that. And, she gave me an entire different meaning that the uh, the protesters mean about mm. some kind of beautiful equal rights for everybody in a different kind of world. And I said, you realize you're helping people who have a totally different concept of what they scream when they mean that. Mm -hmm. um, and she paused to think about it, but she didn't, uh, you know, she didn't say, oh, wow, my gosh, why am I doing this? Uh, hopefully she'll think about it more when she gets home. And it was a much longer conversation. She but, took she took Shabbat candles. I asked her to light for Israel. She asked if she could light for Gaza. I said, how about we light for all innocent people? Hmm. Um, it turned out that this young woman was actually the granddaughter of a concentration camp survivor from the wow. Holocaust. And wow. when I heard that, I, my heart just dropped. Right. Um, I just feel like, you know, people people don't really understand what what can happen, what people want to happen. Hmm. Right. Wow. Right. Wow. So, you know, you have all this fear, all this actual attacks going on, uh, you know, uh, threats to, to Jewish students. What is your response to it all? What do you, what do you feel that the students so our, should be doing? Our, we feel very strongly that our purpose here is being a presence of strength, being a light in dark times. Um, Many people who walk past us on campus or come to our events in solidarity for Israel, prayers for Israel, whatever it is that we're doing, um, they come away feeling strengthened and uplifted. And that I feel very strongly is our job here. Um, a message that I've told the students time and again is a line that I saw a quote from the Lubavitcher Rebbe 
when he was talking to Rabbi Lau, who's the former chief rabbi of Israel. Rabbi Lau was a child survivor of the concentration camps. And in one of his meetings with the Rebbe, the Rebbe told him that the Jewish people are not victims. Victims ask what's going to be, where are we going to go from here, how are things going to turn out. But the Jewish people ask, what can I do? What do I need to do now? And mm -hmm. it's very clear that what we need to do as the Jewish people is prayer and mitzvahs. Because the Torah teaches that when the Jewish people go out to war, they're actually fighting two wars. One war is the military war, which is the army, the ammunition, the strategy, etc. And the other is the spiritual war, which means upping our game in Torah and mitzvahs and prayer. The Jewish people are all one organism, which is amazing because what we do here spiritually actually impacts and helps protect our brothers and sisters in Israel. So there's a lot we can do and there's a lot we need to be doing now and that's completely our focus. Kind of just zoning out from all the no noise that's around us and focusing on what our job is now and what we can do and what we need to do. Wow, that's, that's very powerful. How are the students reacting to that message? Are you finding that there's more students coming now, less students coming now? What, what, what's the atmosphere now with what you're doing? So we've definitely seen that so many Jewish students are looking to connect. I think that's one of the, the huge and significant outcomes of the horrendous attacks that day. Um, Jews have awoke, awakened. They want to connect. They're looking for something to do. And we feel very strongly that our job is to be there for them. And so many times they've walked past us standing on campus and they say, even if they don't have time to stop and do a mitzvah, they say, I just want you to know that your being here is so powerful and comforting and we feel safe and secure because of it. Hmm. Um, That's yeah. incredible. Right. That's really incredible. Can you tell us a little about different programs that you're doing, you know, extra programs that you're doing right now? That your, that your students are reacting to or coming to or being open to? Some of the, uh, many alumni have asked to reach out and like, what are you doing? Or what, how can we help and things like that? And, and, I, and I wanna address that and, and also in the context of <clears throat> talking about what we're doing. Um, I think, you know, I think the video kind of is a little bit of ex an explanation of what we do. Mm -hmm. um, we help people stand with their spine up and proud and, and, and in a space where they might not feel comfortable. The Shabbos dinners that we offer are therapeutic for students. They feel safe there. They feel understood. The speaker events that they come to. So, for example, last week we had two speakers about Israel. Um, we have a class called um, Outsmarting Antisemitism where we have discussions. This is a Jewish Learning Institute class. Um, which we're offering. And whatever it might be, whether it's a Hasidus class or just one-on-one learning or just opportunities to counsel, to chat over coffee, we're creating that space for people. So it's not necessarily new and exciting, fancy programs with names. It's doing what we've always been doing mm -hmm. that is being supportive. But yes, we are increasing some awareness, um, 
some educational programs to focus more on the topic of the day, but it's not like something new out of the package that we need to offer them um, that they're looking for. We found that the, the urgency <clears throat> of what we're doing has just become even stronger in the last few weeks. Mm -hmm. And uh, next week, Nechama is planning a challah bake. Mega challah bake with many, many Jewish organizations, Jewish fraternities, Jewish sororities co-sponsoring with us. We're going to get together. We're raising money for an organization in Israel. And I think even just Jewish people coming together so is so strengthening. You walk out feeling strengthened and uplifted. Absolutely. 100%. Okay. What would you say to parents, though, that say that would tell their children, well, I'm, I'm scared for you to be going to the Chabad. I'm scared for you to go to some of these programs because of the fear of something bad happening. How would you respond we to that? Definitely had students who told us that their parents are telling them not to go places. He had two individuals call him in the same day saying that their moms who were not observant were telling them to tuck in their tzitzit mm. and they maybe hide their yarmulkes under a, a cap. Um, I was putting up a mezuzah with a student last week, and she told me that her parents had moved their mezuzah from a front door to an inside wall hmm. in their homes. And my response- I mean, you hear this all over. People are doing this. Absolutely. My, my response to that is I really, I get it. I mm -hmm. get the sentiment. I understand it. At the same time, we, the Jewish people, need to know that we don't cower in the face of hate. Um, and I, I went on to explain that a, a mezuzah actually is spiritual protection, you know? So if we're looking for more protection, the mezuzah is really what's going to help us. Right. Um, Absolutely. Hiding, hiding hasn't really helped us in the past. Yes. Right. So standing strong, obviously taking security measures. Yes, definitely. Increased security, but at the same time, knowing that <clears throat> it's our spiritual protection, that's really what's going to, Help What's us. going to help us, right? And I think also reminding the students that the Jewish people will prevail. We always mm -hmm. have, and we always will, because that's what God promised us in the Torah. A hundred percent. And are they receptive to that message? Yeah, sure. Yes. It's it's what they're craving. <clears throat> it's what they want to hear. Nobody wants to feel that you be told you're right. You should be afraid. Stay in your room. Don't go anywhere. Hide right. your star of David you know, whatever it is. They want to feel the strength that Judaism really does have. And we've right. also, we've also sponsored, got, gotten mezuzah sponsored, which we're giving out to students for free now. So oh, beautiful. We definitely have more and more students putting up mezuzahs at the same time. Right. Um, we have students that are going out to pro-Israel rallies on campus, hundreds, even mm -hmm. though we know that there are also students whose parents told them to stay away. Mm -hmm. uh, we purchased a lot of uh, blue Am Yisrael Chai wristbands and are giving them out to normalize, to, to emphasize it, to normalize being Jewish publicly, to help make it, you know, to help fortify emotionally as students that they shouldn't feel like they need to. To hide from it or to cower from it. How, approximately how many Jewish students are there on campus? It's a million dollar question. Nobody really knows. <laughs> no one really knows. Uh, nobody really knows the number. We, we but there's a lot of them been here for Absolutely. a few decades, and people were throwing numbers around, and uh, right, it isn't a real count. But we definitely are convinced that there is definitely a reduction in Jewish students uh, mm -hmm. over the years. Um, a few thousand, would you say? There's good chance there's a few thousand Jewish students. 
Wow. Maybe 2,500. Wow. And what percentage of the university is that approximately? Well, there are around 20 to 24,000 students. Uh -huh. Wow. So. Okay. Okay. Um, are you still doing your stand? I mean, that stand that we saw in the in that viral video, are you still yeah. doing, you still have that stand out there? Yeah, we're going to be out there. We're heading out shortly. <laughs> You're heading out shortly. There was, sorry, go ahead. Students will be writing letters to soldiers in Israel at the stand as well today. So that's our. Today. Wow. Our, our student board chose that for one of the mitzvahs of the day, and they'll be out there with us. Just to emphasize and, and describe the importance of this, there was a student who uh, one Friday night in the last couple of weeks, he said to me, you know, I used to feel uncomfortable putting tefillin on in the middle of campus on this locust walk, it's called. Um, it's the main thoroughfare on campus. He said, I used to feel uncomfortable because it felt too intimate. And now he says, I'm there every day and he puts up his arm and he says, Rabbi, wrap me up. Wow, it's incredible. Yeah. So I, I guess these are the rays of light that are coming out from the darkness that are shining so bright um, in, in what you're doing. Is there any other stories you wanna share with us about what's going on on campus that we can get some feelings of hope from all this darkness and all this hate that we're, we're so surrounded with. There are so many stories, but we don't have a moment to write them down. So <laughs> right. on the spot, you know, it's uh, right. hundred percent. Definitely um, been a big shakeup for the Jewish community. And mm -hmm. People realize that their Jewish identity means a lot more to them than they thought. Right. And they are also waking up. It's a rude awakening to understand how some people really don't care about them. And that's, and that's difficult. That's right. difficult. Wow. But it's amazing to see how active some Jews have become. People who prior to this, you would have thought, are not super engaged in their mm -hmm. Jewish identity. Mm -hmm. It's incredible how that soul, the Jewish soul is coming out, the Pintalayed is really, that spark is coming out even in the darkness. Okay, thank you. So I know you're rushing off to do a program. Can you give us a final thought to students out there, whether at Penn or any other universities, campuses that you'd like them to hear or parents of students that you'd like them to hear at this it's time? Really what's, just, your, what's your message to them? Yeah, it's really just the same message that the Jewish people's strength is our strength in who we are, the pride, the joy. You know, we say every Shabbos when we begin the Shabbos meal with tens and tens of students, that it's all about, you know, what's Shabbos? Shabbos is about stepping back from everything that we're doing, from all the noise that's going on around us, and just reminding ourselves that we are so grateful to be Jewish, that it's so wonderful to be part of this Jewish people. And it's strengthening, it brings us meaning, it brings us purpose, it's who we are at our essential core. And that's the most amazing thing. And we're lucky. Well, thank you both. Thank you for what you're doing there. Thank you for being that booth out there on campus on Locust Avenue Street, whatever it is that you called it, standing there for our students, standing there for Am Yisrael, for the Jewish people, standing there, shining your light. Thank you, Rabbi Levy and Nechama Haskalevich. And I know you're running off to do uh, some more programs with your students. So thank you for what you're doing. And um, may we all prevail and feel that Jewish pride that we can be who we are and let our souls really shine. Thank you for joining us. Thank you. Thank you for having us.
So what I really appreciated about this interview with the Haskalaviches is how one couple is out there standing as this beacon of light and showing how their students, how we can be proud, how we don't have to cower, how we don't have to be fearful. As they said in the interview, one of their students said to them, Rabbi Rabbitson, whether or not I'm actually stopping to do a mitzvah, the fact that you are standing here at this booth, helping us, showing us that this is what we can be doing, gives us strength. And it just reminded me that we're all like that. Wherever we go, we can be that strength for somebody else. We can shine our light so that somebody else doesn't have to feel intimidated or feel like they have to cower around all the negativity and hate that's around us. If you enjoyed watching this interview, please make sure that you are subscribed to get other of these podcasts. Um, you can subscribe at Chabad.org forward slash extraordinary. Uh, make sure you like our videos, make sure that you send us feedback. We love to hear what you have to say about our videos. And thank you so much for watching.